Happy Nude Years. Hunter, have you been naked the entire Aww. time? Have Aww. you stayed naked? That's so fun. This is a new <laughs> New Year's joke. You normally sing Old Lang Syne. <laughs> I have depth one you've now. been doing for many, many years. My New Year's resolution is new bits, okay? Wow. <laughs> we're getting, this year, 2024, we're getting brand new Matt bits. Where he doesn't just repeat the same bits he's done every single year. On a yearly I was like ready. cycle. I was yeah, like, you he's were about ready for just start singing uh, it. And, and then, no, you did not do it. Nope. I nope. heard, you know, on my New Year's Eve night, mm -hmm. there was somebody, There, all these people got on a, a roof and they were drunk. Mm -hmm. And it was a little bit scary because yeah. they're, they were being a little silly. But the silliest thing that happened was there was this uh there was this woman with a banjo and uh this guy who kind of was like i'm in charge of this party but it's like we're just on a roof dude uh was like was like everybody shut up so she can play the song and she started playing no. old leg side no. but it was just on a banjo on a roof and yeah. it didn't it, you couldn't really hear it you could barely understand what was happening but it was funny because there was this guy being like shut up yeah this is why Quit i don't it. go to parties i i'll just stay away from them forever if that's the vibe if that's how parties I mean, I go I, yeah i i know i and i every time i'm at a party now i'm like god i thought i was supposed to age out of this <laughs> and and because i think Here's what I would respect is if one night I tried to go to a party uh -huh. and then there were people standing at the door and they were like, you can't yeah. actually. <laughs> what and happened like, to that? Why? What and happened like, to that New York energy? You're done. <laughs> you are done with parties. Yeah, exactly. When when will parties start like kicking people out again, yeah. you know, and being exclusive and Absolutely. not including me? Right. I would like to be excluded from parties, yeah. please. Yeah, you can come to the party at my house. Here's what we do at my house on New Year's. At around <laughs> 8 o'clock, we turn on the Minnie Mouse camera countdown and we Ooh. count down from 10 and molly goes happy new year and then she goes again and we put on <laughs> Minnie mouse new year and we <laughs> count down and we go happy new year and she goes another one and we put on some other little kids countdown we did it five times in a row uh wow. she got to drink grape juice out of a champagne glass and Aww. uh and then we all go to bed it was great. At eight. <laughs> At eight. <laughs> so, so you don't even you don't even get near the midnight. Actually, moment. Katie and I did stay up playing Trivial Pursuit until about eleven thirty when she passed out, and then I had to wake <laughs> her up at eleven fifty-five. We did Happy New Year, and then we went straight to sleep. <laughs> wow, that's that's very cool. Um, I wish I wish I had your life. You know. <laughs> I wish you were the one that had to be where I'm at, uh -huh. you know? Yeah, I'd handle it so well. You wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> honestly, that's the whole thing, is that if we did trade places, we would both really suck at the opposite <laughs> job. Let's go! It's a new year. It's a new us. Everybody get ready because today's episode is a company meeting with me, Matt Martins, and my co-host, right. Hunter Donaldson. See, okay, I'm actually going to say that this is not a company meeting. New year, new bits, mm -hmm. Matt. Mm -hmm. uh, this this right. is a 
OGA Direct. Okay. <laughs> right. So, so to this, we are going to explain to you. Did we just you, do one? That's actually also not a new bit. We did that bit. <laughs> no. We did it slightly different. Okay. This is this It is was the more state sincere. of Direct. This is just a regular Direct. This is a mini this Direct. This is just the OGA Direct. And it's where we explain to you our exciting products coming up yes. in the 2024 yeah. calendar year. Yeah. Um, and the new... So, we're changing the entire uh, format of the show. It's not about video games anymore. Yay. It's about calendars. Woo-hoo! We love calendars. Love we just review calendars. We're going to be making a ranked list of the top 100 <laughs> calendars of all time. Each week, we'll discuss a new calendar. Yay. And we'll add it. Yes. Yay. I want to talk about Gregorian. Everyone, listen. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. So, all right. I'm going to try and get serious so mm. that when we explain what the show is, people understand and yes. that they don't think it's a joke. So, here's... This is that calendar stuff before that was actually a joke. Um, so welcome to the show. Um, we are going to change the concept of the show, and it's sort of based on things we have tried to do in the past. Yeah. Um, but I think we finally figured out a hook that makes this idea, I think, more exciting yeah. than uh, it has been. Um, there are two major topics for this year uh, within video games. And those two major topics are uh, 2024, the mm-hmm. current year, yeah. uh, the now, the, the new stuff, the modern stuff. We're going to be one of those shows that talks about games that are hot and new. Yeah. Um, just not a lot of them. Or <laughs> like, like one even, every two months or so. Yeah. It's, it's not. <laughs> don't worry. We aren't going to talk about them on a regular basis we're gonna very much cherry pick exactly what we want to talk about um (laughs) of new stuff uh in the year 2024 and we're not just going to talk about new games 2024 we're also going to try and give a little bit of culture and a little bit of uh like critique on the current state of game reviews yeah and kind of throw that stuff into our discussion about games so we're not just going to talk about games we're going to talk about the reviews and reception yeah. uh, of a particular game because we're going to be late anyways right but we may as well we get to see it, how reactions were because we're not mm-hmm. in, in the know of games ahead of time so why yeah. not why not commentate on the other right. people's commentary so expect a little more uh commentary and i would say that would be more where the comedy comes from is uh clowning on others uh to which we are no like professional match for yeah yeah so of course expect some of that um and then the other major topic that i'm really this is kind of the more this is more the hook of the show i mean that 2020 is actually what the show is <laughs> this is actually what the show is the 2024 stuff that's just you'll see why that makes sense but that's just like kind of whatever um we are going to focus on the state of video games exactly 30 years ago mm-hmm. um, because I'm 34 and Matt is 34. Yep. We're the same age. Yeah. Um, and if you take away 30 years, if you go back 30 years in time, we're both four years old. <laughs> and that's actually when your life as a gamer can start. Right. Um, I played games before I was four, of course. I played games, well, because my mom had a, a NES in the womb um, <laughs> with a little little CRT. So I was actually playing way before that, but most people start when they're around like four or five. So we are going to flash back to 1994 
and we are going to talk about the year 1994 as it transpires through this current year. Yeah. So it is currently January 2024. So the two major topics for the episodes you'll get this month is January 2024 and January 1994. Now, yep. how will we do this? What are we, time travelers? Yes. How can you... Actually, yes. is the answer. We'll be <laughs> we traveling will, back in time. <laughs> we'll go there. <laughs> Listen, we've discovered time travel, and we're going to leave baby Hitler alone, but we are going to create a video game podcast. So don't worry, we're going to preserve the timeline as it is exactly. Uh -huh. We would. What we're saying is we look at the current state of the world and we would make zero changes to it. Uh, instead, we just want to do a ding-dang video game podcast. We're just trying to go back to when it, we could have scored an interview with Hidetaka Miyazaki. That's all we're mm -hmm. after. <laughs> we need to do it That's, before he accomplished so much. That is our only ambition, okay? So that's what we're going for. Um a couple interesting like primary sources we have we have uh access to all of the video game magazines yeah. that have come out in 1994 although i still haven't made i need to like uh, organize collate, them so that them. we have them yeah yes. i, I want to, to talk about this too this is something that came up in our 2001 season which was essentially i think that chunk was kind of our favorite tease of something we were liking doing on the show and yeah. our frustration with the 2001 a game odyssey was that we weren't doing it to its fullest and then right. at the end of that season we did an episode where we we're like let's look back in the magazines and we had like a rip roar and good time doing yeah. that and it mm -hmm. was like ah i want to recapture i want to do that like all the time and i i do think that became uh like a big part of my kind of focus on on what i wanted more of from this from this show is is an understanding of because it's some of my other favorite episodes too to uh either edit or kind of just be a part of are the ones where it's you and maybe somebody else just sort of regaling me with your specific memories of that mm. time i think i think that sort of nostalgia is nice it's it's one thing to be like we played that game in 2024 and does it hold up but right that gets old really quickly to only have that perspective and it's so much more interesting to pull up and compare still have that right i'm still going to be that person i didn't play most right. of this stuff in 1994 and and or, or whatever so i'm still that person who's like i don't know i'm only playing it with my 2024 brain but to make the intent of like but what did people say then and what was going on that would make people say that kind of stuff i was just listening to a different show today and one thing they talked about is a game someone made and they said if they could have remade the game, they would have made it easier. But at the time they made it, it was demanded of you to make hard games. You would get right. a bad score and you would be panned critically if your game wasn't hard enough. And that kind of mm -hmm. perspective, that kind of stuff is what I want to like see more of. I want to I'm interested in learning that kind of history to these to to, to games and, and criticism and the stuff that was coming out. Yeah, it's also going to really couch any jokes we might make at the expense of current video game mm -hmm. journalism or critique to uh, balance it out with a heavy dose of, <laughs> this is what that was like in 1994. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you have, if you're one of these people that's like really critical of, of games journalism right now in 2024, yeah. <laughs> oh, buddy, you, I am excited to show you these these writers we they rate the writing. sound an eight we rate the replayability <laughs> a six <laughs> sound an eight it gets sound gets an eight you know sound gets an eight i played the game i put my blindfold uh -huh. on mm -hmm. i was just thinking sounds yep 
And I can only hear the first level, obviously. So that's an eight for the first level music, <laughs> basically. And it stands in for all of the sound. Oh, dear. Um, but yeah, so, so I kind of want to also make sure that we kind of throw this out here as like an early commitment. It's sort of like... Like the the subtitle for this for me is um, Old Gamers Almanac: The Thirty Year Cycle, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, we just want to talk about where we are and where we were at yeah. a long time ago. Um, and thirty seems like a good number because a lot of people don't celebrate thirty year anniversaries when it comes to media, but I feel like they should. And here's why I feel like they should: once thirty years has passed, you reliably have people that were children and are now adults yeah. well somewhat adults i mean we're not adults but <laughs> if if you weren't if you weren't podcasters you would be right. expected to be an adult right now <laughs> you would be expected to be an adult <laughs> well, the expectation if you're 34 then i would expect you to be an adult unless you get out of it in some way like we have yes um but yeah so i feel like it's and 25 is different because people go from being like eh, and then you're like kind of still in your like late 20s yeah, or whatever definitely. like i feel like once it's been a 30 year anniversary once a game has turned 30 years old it reliably has a child to adult kind of yeah. arc as far as its appeal yeah i agree um, i i think the 25 year anniversary is always every time you hear but this is especially true of 20 but it, but it remains true when you when someone announces like it's the 25th anniversary of X game it's always oh that was 25 years like that seems so yeah. much more recent and i don't feel that way about thir- like 30 year anniversaries are always like oh yeah yeah no that checks yeah. out that was 30 years ago <laughs> well or that won't actually be it and a lot of this podcast might be about making you feel old yeah which i think considering the title actually is a little bit brilliant <laughs> yeah so it's not we finally now, made it make sense <laughs> now it finally makes sense so we're going to be about celebrating 30 year anniversaries that come up this year with various video games and also talking about the games of today and at the end of the year yeah in uh you know december on december 31st 2024 <laughs> i expect to record a series of episodes that are going to work something like this we're going to pick uh, our game of the year for 2024 via some method. I don't know what it will be, mm-hmm. and I don't want to s- make any commitments as to what the method could be. And then we're going to pick a game of the year 1994 based off this project. Yep. And then we were going to have a discussion where those two games stand in for each of their respective years, and they go head-to-head, and we decide with recency bias for 2024 <laughs> and with the opposite of that for 1994, uh-huh. which bias wins. Yeah. Uh, and we will decide which year was truly the greatest year, 1994 or 2024. Yeah. Based solely off the champion alone. I mean, I would love to do this like every month or every quarter as well, but that might become overbearing. But oh, but in general, nope. to get to, to save it for the end of the year is pretty hilarious considering we were talking about this just hunter and i the other day and i was like well i think this i think the old year is gonna win every single time like just because like nostalgia is what it is and like and oh the things that defined genres we know today but then i remembered like i don't know man if final fantasy 7 rebirth is really good like i'll be hot to trot on that game all year or whatever uh i mm-hmm. I, I forget that there's always like one game a year that's like we still care about that. Like even in bad years, I don't expect 2024 to be a good year is the biggest thing. 2023 was way too good. Uh, we'll have a game of the year episode of that coming up within about the next month uh, as we all catch up and finish 2023 games. Mm-hmm. But it was crazy good. 
and there's absolutely no way 2024 will compete with it but can it compete with 1994 <laughs> yeah see that's what's important now that we've made up a whole new way to evaluate all of this uh -huh. and you're welcome um <laughs> i want to talk about a couple things that like are just sort of rules yeah. i guess mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. it's very important to if you're going to do a project like this to kind of define like well okay what is a game that released in 1994 by yeah. what metric will we figure that out um, so I just want to throw out these rules. It will be important for uh, Patreon listeners. Yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, so what is a game that came out in 1994? Well, North American releases that came out in 1994 will be treated as the anniversary date. So if it came out in Japan in 1993, but it came out in North America yeah. in 1994, that's a 1994 game. All right. right? We're, this is a North America, we're, we're from America. Well, because um, we're, we're also, there's a reason for this too. It's not just like, oh, we're not paying attention to Japan. It's like part of this project is looking at the North American critical reception. So it is actually yeah. kind of a requirement that we have access to stuff that's talking about games that are coming out. And so that's why right. it kind of has to be the North American release. Right. Um, so yeah, North American release date is the anniversary date, um, which... Fun fact, a lot of games in 1984, we don't know exactly what day they came out yeah. because there wasn't like a a release date yeah. hard in the sand. Like, oh yeah, it came out then. It just got shipped out and just appeared yeah. on store shelves around <laughs> that time. You know, because this was, we're still at the point where it's like video games are not quite like this giant like marketing cultural event thing yeah. yet. Right. They're like, they're, they're still big. I mean, Mario has already appeared and yeah. everyone has decided that they, they love that Italian plumber, man. Yeah. But they're mostly toys, right? I mean, there's not a yes. shelf date. There's rarely a shelf mm -hmm. date for the newest Gabby's Dollhouse set or whatever. Like, right. video games are toys. They were just coming out at, uh, at this time. Right. So, if there is... There are going to be some games we're going to talk about where there is no North American release because it was just a Japanese game yeah. that maybe got a fan translation much later we're going to use the original japanese release date in the case of that yeah um so if there is no north american release but we can play it in english right um then we'll sub that in okay yeah. a great example um, of this just for people like kind of paying attention like i know 1994 live alive came out in japan only and guess what in like 2022 we got a switch port of it with an american yes. translation so or an english translation so like that would be the case where we'll you know i'll probably play it on the switch uh, right. i don't expect i'll be playing the snes version but uh it's more important to talk about that game coming out as a snes game than it is a switch port right um and then if we talk about a game that only came out in the pal region uh, we'll just use that date. Yeah. Um, or if it came out in PAL first, which is like kind of a weird thing, I think will maybe only apply to like one or two games. Yeah. There's like a couple, uh, a couple real weirdo games that came out in 1994 that I'm going to try and get into the schedule. But the point of this is personal. Um, one of the things that I did not like about the 2001 A Game Odyssey uh, season was that we were trying to please you, the audience, too much. <laughs> and I want to promise that, that, that yep. we're going to kind of be a little more particular yep. this time around. That it's going to be more about us chasing the things that we care about. Because we might know about stuff you don't know about. Yep. That, just let, accept that as a possibility. Right. Um, but I am going to skip around a little bit and say that what you should know as a listener is that 
you know, the we used to have this uh, this thing called the Every Wheel, right. which we would put a bunch of random games on with no logic, and we would spin the Every Wheel. And if you were on the Patreon, you got to put a game on the Every Wheel, and when we would spin it, you would maybe get your game up. There's going to be two wheels now. One of them is going to be a 2024 wheel, and one of them is going to be a 1994 wheel. So you can put your thumb on, you know, on whatever game it is that you want us to cover and hopefully get that result as we go through this season. But it needs to be within the scope yeah. of the project. So we're going to know, all right, well, we're going to throw the audience a bone and add something to the schedule that they want. Yeah. Now, uh, another important part of this project, though, is that it's going to move through through time uh like as we go through the year we're going to be going through the 1994 year so if it's you know if it's april and you want us to cover something that came out in january of 1994 too late you missed your window yeah basically. Um, which just so you know if you go ahead and look at the release dates of stuff like back in the day video games were absolutely like more of a fall winter thing yeah right. which is kind of nice for us because we're going to kind of spend the beginning of this season Focusing more on like culture topics, yeah, and probably a lot of 2024 stuff. Actually, to be honest, because 2024 has more releases, I think, in in January, February, March yeah. than 1994 does, and pretty much until Super Metroid in like April. Yeah, 1994 is not really the hottest year ever, <laughs> and then it gets too hot. Uh, just to say it, uh, 94 is a is a crazy cool year. Uh, looking looking through it at this point, I haven't I haven't like finished like digging through all the releases but i've tried to get my own short list of games and uh mm -hmm. it's pretty wild the thing that i think will be missing out uh that's funny to to this to covering this year this way with the north american focus is like the kind of notion that like doesn't the playstation come out in japan in 94 like mm -hmm. or, or was it even mm -hmm. like end of 93 or something like there's there's just this thing of you're still in an era when America or or the West was getting stuff late pretty much across the board and a lot of magazines it was just like hearing murmurs of the crazy new tech coming out of Japan and and uh, I, I think that's like a fascinating concept to have our new brain which is like we know ex eventually where the playstation was, but we just like we're in an era where we're like oh is it the you know is the the sega saturn is being rumored and then the, mm -hmm. and sony is talking about getting into the ring what's that gonna be all about and to know where all of that goes after the fact i find kind of hilarious i i was reading a a, a like a reader mail thing in egm and they were talking about the 3do and the disappointment of the 3do and uh, that was fascinating because, yeah, guess what? Uh, that definitely died and never recovered, and uh, it was a disappointment. And it's just funny to see the things that uh, that hold true uh, across across the decades. Yeah, uh, honestly, I'll be really excited to cover um, E3 for the <laughs> past years, and then I guess Summer Games Fest for the current year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but honestly, past year E3s will be more exciting than than current year stuff. Um, but yeah, I I think. I think this is our way of opening the show up to like a lot of different topics. Um, we're still going to include a lot of game focused episodes. Yeah. Um, like for example, in January of 1994, uh, Mega Man X came mm -hmm. out. Um, so we will this month cover Mega Man X. We will uh, replay the game. We'll talk yep. about 
um, its impact, and we'll talk. We'll we'll probably rank it on our list of 100. Don't forget, we still have our list of 100. We're yeah. keeping that. That's now just like a an occasional segment, though. Right. Instead of being the main focus of the entire show. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, to to that end, you know, we will we will essentially have some episodes where it's more like a grab bag of just like ah, oh, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on, and none of it was noteworthy enough to right. do a full episode about and then there will be sort of like tent pole episodes of like well we got to talk about Mega Man we got to talk about Donkey Kong Country we got to you know whatever it whatever these things might be you'll still have a the whole episode is dedicated to talking about one thing and then it'll be if if an episode is about one game i wouldn't call that a guarantee that we'll like put it on the list but there will be a segment where we discuss and debate whether or not this needs to go on the OGA 100 and right. then we would rank it on the OGA 100 uh if if we approve of it we're also and Matt doesn't I'm volunteering Matt for this he doesn't even know about this part of it um because I had kind of forgotten about this idea now I remembered it and I want us to have to do this mm. um, when we cover 1994 games we are going to write like blurb style reviews <laughs> In the language of a 1994 like review crew, oh no, like yeah, I don't want to use do their that. language. I hate their language. Where it's it, <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be garbage for like my my just talking to people uh, because like inundating myself with like what like a twenty something yeah. like first wave video game journalist yeah. like what how they talk and right. what they talk about and how they establish we're gonna get to meet so many different characters too so many of these people that i remember reading yeah. in magazines when i was a kid and like seeing them now with my adult eyes mm -hmm. is just so wild um god those guys were just big old go goobers yeah. and we we're gonna make fun of them yeah. from 30 years later yeah. it's not fair what we're gonna do we're gonna like women more i'll say that much <laughs> well yeah well we're <laughs> We're going to try. Here's the difference between 1994 and today. We're going to try and include women. That's what we're going to do. It's a huge difference. What if this uh, review was this stupid, but also included women? And yeah. then imagine how much better it could be. It's almost the only difference, actually. Really like, we could actually stop now. Guess what? That's all that's changed. The rest is kind of still basically the same shit. So... Uh, yeah, we, we'll also, within all of this, it gives us a fun opportunity to talk about uh, the legacy of these games. Uh, you know, some mm -hmm. of these games are lost to time. Uh, Live Alive yes. got its re-release, though. We get to talk about that. Some of these games have, like, many re-releases, and it would, it, it'll yes. be fun to go through those and pick through all of the iterations of a particular game and uh and see what like sort of changed over the course of time in a sort of like uh star wars re-releases like what was what were the little adaptations that were happening and and you know how well was this thing preserved i think we're especially talking about a time where there's like two major sides of the coin uh i, I think there's gonna be a really big focus on console stuff because i think that's mm -hmm. where hunter and i were at, at this time yeah. uh and also, as we experienced in our 90s PC season, it's funny that we're like going back to 94 when we just were doing a 90s PC thing. Right. But part of what we discovered in 90s PC is, man, some of that stuff is not preserved. It is so much harder to preserve PC games yep. than it is console yep. games. Console games, we got console emulation working great. And PC stuff is a mixed bag big time. Yeah. Also, I think if you are disappointed still about the 90s PC games that we dropped, I think you'll, in in thinking about this idea yeah. and this concept, and if you look at the calendar, 
you'll find that you're actually kind of getting what we promised you just right. later. Right. Um, also, speaking of promises that we've made in the past, um, I do feel like on an episode last year, we talked about doing something very Final Fantasy-centric. Yeah. Um, and if you are not sure how we could still be doing that, you maybe don't know when Final Fantasy VI released <laughs> in North America. Um, I will say with some games, with some huge games that are going to be really important to this entire year, Final Fantasy VI obviously will be yeah. one of the most important games that we talk about in right. this year. Right. Um, regardless of what comes out in 2024, I can say that I don't even have to see all the things that are going to come out to know that Final Fantasy VI will be one of the biggest ones. Um, for some games, we will do special homework, mm -hmm. uh, either bonus episodes or just in-season episodes where we go backwards in order to prepare for playing a monumental game. Yeah. So my plan this year is to not just play Final Fantasy VI. I'm going to make time to play Final Fantasy IV and Final Fantasy V yeah. um, because I want to have a very grounded uh, understanding of what Final Fantasy was on the Super Nintendo in order to talk about VI um, on on a deep level. So yeah. you you will be sort of getting a Final Fantasy season baked into right. this bigger concept that's going to have more variety. Um, if we just played Final Fantasy games for a whole year, by the time we got to the fourth Final Fantasy game, I would be like, well, I don't want to play these anymore. Yeah. And my reviews of the games would be like, they suck. They're just bad. <laughs> and I'm just tired of them. Right. Because that's how things work. I crave novelty. All right. I have to have new things mm -hmm. every once in a while. And I, I we, ha we don't have any, like, there's no specific plan for this that I'm about to say, like Hunter was just describing the Final Fantasy. But I could see the inverse also being true of like, yes. like, I think about Super Metroid. And something I think about is actually the first Metroidvania that ever grabbed me was Metroid Fusion. And the right. Super Metroid episode might be a great opportunity for me to also replay Metroid Fusion and kind of put to rest for myself, which, you know, we did Metroid Dread in the first year of the show, like kind mm -hmm. of finally getting to some sort of standing for myself. What is my favorite Metroid game, if any of right. these three, you know, or whatever. So I, I think there's room too for, I don't want people to think this show is like only going to be like games from 94 because we're looking back with this particular kind of lens there's a lot of room for like well let's pull this one thing into the conversation this you yeah. know this this 2006 release is relevant to what we're talking about let's also make that a part of the conversation i i think there will be some room for for that kind of stuff d depending on various releases yeah and also to be honest like it's just going to be really fun to focus on a different calendar year and the current calendar year yeah. culturally at the same time mm -hmm. i've already started making playlists of like 1994 <laughs> Hunter's living music. in 94 hunter did time I, I'm travel i'm kind of reliving 1994 <laughs> while i live 2024 yeah. um and it's hilarious how many things in so many different like not just video games like music mm -hmm. and movies are things that kind of defined my experience even if i did not experience them in the year that they came out yeah um beck's album mellow gold <laughs> came out in 1994 and like i don't think i don't like beck actually uh, -huh. uh, -huh. uh but i do feel like mellow gold was some sort of there was something in that album that sort of created a center for my sense of humor oh yeah that, right of that course. never went away really it's a very silly um album of course you know the song uh loser right. which was probably beck's most famous song it was also very emblematic of the 90s like we yeah. were there's a lot of music that was just about like 
being a little stinker yeah. and stinking around a Very bunch Gen and X. farting. Yeah. yeah, just farting. Just kind of walking in rooms <laughs> and farting around a lot um, was kind of like culturally, that's where we were at. We were kind of having a big fart moment, sure. basically. I, I was doing my, uh, my like, I was doing my end of 93 research like okay let's let's set the let's set the tone for 94 and i discovered batman mask of the phantasm was the holiday release for 93 yeah. that's def that defines going into 94 for my household i'll tell you that much yeah <laughs> god that movie what a good movie still probably the greatest batman movie ever yeah, made i think so uh, basically um also my my one of my favorite movies if not my favorite movie of all time uh, is uh, Chunking Express, yeah. which came out in 94. Wow. So there we go. We got we got, got it all, baby. We got it all. Turns out 94 was like a pretty banger year for basically everything, not even just <laughs> video games. Um, Dummy by Portishead, for any trip-hop fans in the audience, uh, comes out that year. It's uh -huh. a big year. Good. 1994 is a big year. Yeah. Um, my favorite band of all time, Yola Tango, had released uh, one of my favorite albums of theirs, uh, Painful, in 93. So they now exist in the lineup that they exist currently for the first full calendar year in 94. It's kind of incredible. And I mean, like, this is stuff that doesn't just matter to me. This matters to everybody. Yeah, sure. Uh, to everybody. Everybody cares about Portishead. Everybody cares about Portishead, okay? They do. Uh, lots of people <laughs> do. And we have, we honestly, look, I see y'all and yeah. I know a lot of you are like Portishead weirdos. For sure. All right? I, yeah. I've noticed that about y'all. I bet you a is sound off in the chat if you are a Portishead weirdo. Like, comment on yeah. this on this web zone, please. You know what else excites me about doing this project this way is something that happened with uh, 2001 A Game Odyssey. And the, the other uh, aspect of the structure of that arc that didn't work was us calling shots ahead of time. Saying, yeah. these are the 15 2001 games we're going to decide matters. And I think that's funny to do because then you get to be wrong at the end of right. it or whatever. But it also doesn't feel great. Uh, but something and, and something that we sort of lacked for at that time was how do we get like our friends and our guests to be on this show when we're like, I don't know, we demand you play one of these games we've already right. predetermined. Now right. we get to like, if we want to bring someone on the show, we get to send them just the concept. Hey, if you like anything in 1994, just tell us and you can come be on the show and we'll do that. Like it, maybe maybe it's not a game hunter and I would have picked out otherwise but if if son sanders is like no we have to talk about x game that came out in august of 94 great we right. get a little sun episode where sun just mm -hmm. gets to regale us with their own little nostalgia and and i i'm excited for that to get to be kind of how guests get incorporated into the show yeah yeah i i love the opportunity for that um and but okay but i want to set the table a little bit mm -hmm. with the rest of this episode mm -hmm. so let's talk about like for those that are younger than us, yes. Which I there are zero people like that. Everyone that listens to the show is older than we are. Uh, I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those that are younger than us, what does the video game landscape look like in 1994 in like a big zoomed out, yeah. non-specific kind of way? Sure. Um, we have Doom that came out in 1993, yeah. so PC gaming has like arrived in its like kind of uh, first, uh, not its first form, yeah. but a I would say biggest to me form yeah. which is now we have like 3d first it's, person shooters on the pc it's its masterpiece and i use the old form of the of the term masterpiece which is to say a masterpiece is what you design when you are graduating from journeyman 
to master. Yes. A masterpiece is not the greatest thing you ever made. It's the right. first truly great thing you made. Ooh. And Doom is the masterpiece of the PC engine, of, of, of the PC throw, platform. People throw that word masterpiece around without thinking about it in terms of that. And I really think people should consider it that way. That is a great way to think about it. But yeah, so we've got the PC is sort of defined over there. It's got it's it's kind of a cool new place for like 3D stuff that we're not really getting, yep. you know, on the home console. Yeah. In the home console department, we have... Uh, the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis are yeah. in full swing with a uh, weirdo consoles kind of still on the fringe. Yeah. Uh, like you were talking about the 3DO earlier. Yeah. The CD um, is out. Sega CD is out, uh, but yes. it's sort of like really struggling to have a launch. Uh, I think that's the thing that's like really being called into question is, is the Sega CD launch going to go the way of the 3DO? And everyone's sort of begging that question. Or, or maybe yeah. it's more, I may have been misreading it and it might be, CD kind of failed, but the Saturn is on the horizon, and everyone's sort of really hoping the Saturn has a better launch than the than either of the two precursors. I forget which one right. it is. Yeah, and we still, I guess we still have the uh, PC Engine in Japan. Mm -hmm. um, the PC Engine now has its CD add-on, um, and I think in 1993 is when uh, they get Castlevania X, Rondo of Blood. So we've got Castlevania. We're, it's going to be a big year for Metroid, mm -hmm. but don't forget about Castlevania because it is actually kind of reaching its... Um, I would say final form yeah. um, in Japan, and eventually uh, we'll we'll get a taste of that final form in the form of uh, uh, you know Symphony of the Night yeah. and a bad version of uh, Dracula X Rondo of Blood. Yeah, um, uh, it is a massive year for uh, fighting games. Uh, Street Fighter Two comes out in '93. Mortal Kombat Two comes out in '94, and it's like mm -hmm. I, th this is like kind of the the biggest heyday of arcade fighting something uh right. i don't know anything about i don't know how we'll cover that kind of stuff uh in in this in this year uh but it's definitely happening like there's there's the uh, the notion of competitive gaming is like very much at the forefront of a lot of people's minds yeah it's the first year of the uh you know sort of 16-bit generation that isn't going to be focused on mastering the hardware mm -hmm. or proving anything that we we kind of actually have a very stable landscape right now uh besides sega's failed experiments yeah uh in like you know add-on hardware basically everything is going exactly as it should yeah um and we're just making games this is a making games year yeah. this is not a we're not selling new hardware we're not trying to upset you know the market it, right. everyone is just trying to make the best games that they can in 94. you know something else that i read that was interesting is there was actually talk of the game boy was starting to sort of die, like not die but like it was in a slump it was in a bit of a slump mm -hmm. at this point and the game boy color wouldn't come out until 98 but we're we're at this part where like the hype behind the game boy has died down and now yeah. i think the feeling is that stuff on the game boy actually even feels old to the people in 94 as opposed Which to you hilarious. know in 89 yeah. it's like no this is a handheld thing but like now people are like i don't know man the game boy's pretty old and you have the game gear and people are talking about like is the i think the game gear is going to do it i think the game gear is going to surpass the game boy which is kind of hilarious now in retrospect yeah, well, you know, Pokemon comes out uh, next year yeah, uh, right. in 95 and sort of settles just, that yeah, just, just We just get back on track. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I actually think it's great that we did a Game Boy episode because in a way there was a lot of 93 love actually in that yeah. um, because Link's Awakening comes yep. out in 93, um, which probably was, I mean, that may, may have been the best game in 93 that we sort of covered without <laughs> covering it. Um, 
But I also want to get personal here, Matt. I want to yeah. talk about where were we exactly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in 1994. Um, I'll start. I was living in the woods outside of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. Um, there weren't a lot of people out there. And I I have been playing video games yeah. already. Um, I have been playing video games since before I could form memories. Uh, and I have a Super Nintendo because my mother had bought a Super Nintendo so that she could play video games at night because we lived in the woods. And guess what? The woods are scary. It's scary <laughs> to live in them at night. It's a little scary to be out there on your own. Yeah. Only woods people know what I'm talking about. Right. But hopefully the rest of you city folk can imagine that actually woods kind of scary at night because um, there be animals out there and n- you just you don't feel that safety in numbers mm-hmm. um, that you get from like being near people. Oh man, especially as a kid though too, an animal could be anything. You, you remember that feeling? Oh yeah. A, yeah. A wo- like a wolf will definitely just jump out and eat you is your notion as mm-hmm. a kid. Uh, we we lived, this is, this, not, this is a tangent, but I just have specific memories of uh, living in Kansas later, uh, not in 1994, but uh, we lived out in uh, the farmland and there were just coyotes and right. you just hear huge packs of coyotes yipping off in the distance yeah that could yeah. have been anything to my to my mm-hmm. eight-year-old brain that any number of coyotes and they could have looked like anything they were like right. horrible abominations just existing out in the on the skyline yeah they might have like eight legs yeah. as far as you're concerned <laughs> they're like coyote spiders or something <laughs> well yeah so wood's really scary uh so my mother gets a super nintendo she had already had a uh nes um so my mother gets a Super Nintendo, of which of course comes with Super Mario World, which she plays at night, and I stay up with her. And the reason she's playing games at night is because she's she needs to play them in order to get more tired so that she falls asleep mm-hmm. because she has trouble sleeping at night. So this is like one of, you know, it's the first Twitch stream for me, which is, and my mother's <laughs> the first Twitch streamer, um, which is hilarious. going to picture she, your mom. What's up, gamers? <laughs> She was so ahead of her time. I mean, it's 1992 or three or whatever. And she's like, uh, what's up, gamers? Uh, she's like, um, can I get some Fs in the chat? She's like losing at Mario or whatever. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, she also like, my memory of it is like, I knew about Star World um, from the very beginning as a kid, which means my mom was pretty good at Super Mario World, right? I mean, mm-hmm, like if mm-hmm. I'm seeing her do like all of the, all the special stages and all the secret stuff, she was like pretty good at the game okay right um but she's got this super nintendo for this reason uh but in 93 for christmas i get a bunch of super nintendo games including a super scope with the game yoshi safari on it uh and i remember that i remember being stoked about that um and this is the year where that super nintendo that technically belongs to my mom that is in this room with me now Hmm. that is literally right over here on the shelf wow um my mother's super nintendo it becomes mine to where i actually have to remind myself that it was originally my mom's she bought it for herself (laughs) she did not know that she was raising the greatest gamer of all time (laughs) she just merely suspected Uh Uh, but it but it it's mine now that's 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 my mommy's but it became it it became my own um and i don't have her nes i don't know where that is Mm -hmm. so that's the whole thing is the reason 94 is such an interesting year to talk about is because i'm coming online 
and wow. I've got relics from 94 right here in my room with me. I do not have relics of 93 or 92, yeah. none of that, because I'm not, I'm not ready for it yet. But I am 34, and 30 years ago, I am, I am four. The best age. <laughs> the best age. The age to end all ages. Uh, I was just sitting here, and I've literally just found the house I lived in in 1994 on Google Maps. Yeah. Just by scoping it out. And the reason it was so easy is because we lived in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, and we lived on Highway 322, and uh, there's not much there. Uh, we, where we kind of also were in the woods. Uh, it's the highway where all of our pets died, is the fun thing mm. to know. Yep, that was, we, we moved to this that place sucks. right on the highway. Trucks would just barrel down it, and oh. we didn't leave Pennsylvania with any pets, and we Came with uh, three, <laughs> so horrible. <laughs> so that sucks, dude. Uh, I was in the middle of being what I call a Walmart brat. You've heard of a military brat, uh, and the idea of a military brat is your family. Your family works for the military, and you just get you get tossed around to places. You live somewhere for a year or two. You move somewhere else. We lived in Phillipsburg for two years. Uh, my family moved three times in the first five years of my life is basically wow. how that works. So we were in Phillipsburg for just a short little stint. I, I was born in Iowa and we lived there for six weeks. My parents moved with a six week old newborn baby <laughs> to, to, yeah. to Indiana. Uh, but in, in Phillipsburg, Pennsylvania, uh, my brother was seven I had just turned four. Uh, my birthday is end of the year, uh, right? Four days after Christmas, and I, I'm gonna I'm gonna f play with the timeline a little bit here because there's two realities that could exist, and I'm not sure which one is true. Either mm -hmm. 1993 is the Christmas that we got a Super Nintendo, and it is the first mm -hmm. time I have ever played any video game ever. Uh, would be in 1994. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's actually true. It is possible, but no one in my family can confirm or deny it. I think what is more likely is it's probably not until 1994 Christmas that we get a Super Nintendo, which means uh, the would be the inverse for this season is I've never played any of this stuff. I was not here and I get to experience it with the listener for the very first time. So I'm going to uh, throughout this year, both realities are true. <laughs> Either it's the first time mm -hmm. I've ever experienced anything, which to be clear too. I still didn't play any of this because even if we did have our Super Nintendo, we had Super Mario World, we had Super Mario All-Stars, end of list. Uh, that's it. We, that's all we ever owned. Uh, and we would rent stuff every once in a while. So I still was like not paying attention to any of this stuff pretty much at all. Do you feel, because, okay, Donkey Kong Country was a gigantic yeah. marketing effort. Right. Do you think your parents were impervious to it? Absolutely. They were God, what a just, there's so many marketing people that just <laughs> they just took their hat off and they're just looking down at their desk it just and they're didn't like work. Yeah. we failed back yeah. then. <laughs> I just think cuz I just think it's crazy to imagine parents yeah in 1994 Christmas that are buying a Super Nintendo and they're not going to pick up Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country. How did they even get they, they're walking into the electronics section? Mm -hmm. to buy a Super Nintendo, presumably in the fall of that year. Right. And they don't see Donkey looking no. right at them. Yeah, man. Donkey. My, my, donkey. My, my uh, parents did not 
not only did they not care about video games, they didn't hate. They're not. The, it's not one of those families where it's like there's no haters. video games for you. My parents. I would just say my parents are luddites, basically. Yeah. Uh, they they just like ignore technology. We didn't have a DVD player until like 2003. Uh, so that's way later than when DVD players yeah. became a thing. Um, I might even have the year wrong. It might have been even later than that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's like that they just weren't even paying attention to that stuff. They just weren't yeah. even like marketing in general would pass them by. I mean, if my brother and I didn't explicitly ask for something, they it wouldn't even be a thing that they would get. I don't think. I don't think they would travel to the toy department and have a look around you know what i mean <laughs> i don't mm-hmm. feel like that's the kind of parents they were maybe maybe wow. that's not giving them enough credit but uh they yeah they, they it just wasn't a video game household so uh so much of this stuff is going to be things i'm experiencing for the first time especially if it's not explicitly marketed uh for kids right i mean wh- I, I was i was playing stuff in the in the mid to late 90s that was on a rental shelf and spoke mm-hmm. to a six-year-old, right? I'm not... Oh, yeah. Uh, so so the stuff we're going to talk about this year that I already know is, like, completely out of my periphery is stuff like Jungle Strike, uh, where it's, like, if it had, like, a big military helicopter, no. I needed a cartoon character. I needed, I needed, uh, a, I needed a baby toy. I needed a little thing. I needed a Mario. I needed, I mean, Donkey Kong would fit that bill. Like, oh, the fun monkey is on it. Hooray. But, like, yeah. if it had anything that looked remotely adult i was i was going to ignore it uh compl- outright unless it was a car basically right I, w- I would maybe play some car racing games and that's about it wow yeah so there there were two arcades in uh pine bluff arkansas in the 90s um and we one was in aladdin's castle which was a, a chain at the time and then the other was called like it, it's like closed down it was like half arcade and half uh, game rental store. Oh yeah, just pretty cool That's model. Pretty great. Um, and it was called something like Launch something or like Blast Off or something uh-huh. like that. Um, I have like tried to look it up several times and I have not been able to find it because it just I think it just hasn't existed for like a long time. Yeah. Um, but because of the arcades that I would go to. That's how I got access to things like military type games. Yeah, right. Because those that's a big genre, you know, like, and yeah. I wanted to play a flying game, you yeah. know, like maybe I didn't care about the military stuff, but, you know, so that's why like something like Jungle Strike or what's the, there's another one too. There's like Urban Strike, yeah. I think is the other Urban one. Urban Strike came uh, b- before. I don't remember. Uh, yeah. What, who, Desert whatever, Strike though. is another, it's a whole series. Oh yeah. yeah. Helicopter yeah. games. Helicopter games. Um, uh, those games appealed to me because I was just like, oh, it's cool to it's cool to play these like arcade type games yeah. at home. And yeah, I was hitting the the video game rental store every week. That yeah. was like there was this whole way it worked was just like on Friday, I got to go and get one and then I got to play it all weekend. Exactly. That was, exactly. That was the the same. Our rental store, however, was just in Walmart. It was at the front of the Walmart, you know, where like the hairdresser and stuff is. Back yeah, in the yeah. day, sometimes there was a video game rental store or a, a movie rental store at the front of the With Walmart. Games. And that was the case mm-hmm. of ours. And every Friday we would uh, get a pizza, get rent a movie. I'd get a video yeah. game. We'd watch the movie Friday night and I'd play the game through the weekend, return it on Sunday or Monday. Wow. Well, yeah, this, God, oh, this is gonna be so fun. to like kind of, <laughs> kind of re-explore all this stuff. And also like if we continue in perpetuity doing 
it this way, continue just working through the years. If we sign up to do this, then we could do this show like this for 30 years. And then we <laughs> and would do back 2024 again. <laughs> yeah, you know let's just I mean? sign up for that. Let's call that shot right now. We will do this for 30 years, 31 wouldn't years. Wouldn't that be cool? That'd be cool, right? We'd, We'd be, be so in our sixties. Cool. We'd be sixty-four. We would be Nintendo sixty-four, and then, Whoa. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I know. You know it's what? Crazy. You know what's? You know what's weird to me about that? That just dawned on me. There's the whole thing of like you have an image in your head of what older people look like, but it's based off of well, they look like the way they look like because they. There's the mentally they still are from 1950 or something, right? right? And and like the notion that here in a few years you'll start to have old people just like with that are all tatted up, right? Just like lots of tattoos that'll just become yeah, a normal thing. People. And it really sucks to imagine that there's going to be a time in in humanity where everybody over the age of 55 is a podcaster. Like we'll all retire and we won't have anything oh else God. to do, and we'll just all go back yeah. to podcasting oh my god isn't that a nightmare you think there's a lot of podcasts right now <laughs> good lord wow the the the, the fart the old fart podcast yeah. wave uh -oh, the millennials retired yeah there's podcasts everywhere you uh, thought they were bad about this before that that is when generation like alpha beta right we will we, we, we'll have to like cycle through the two generations yeah, from now yeah, that's when they'll sure. turn off the internet is to yeah. get us from to stop podcasting they'll just turn yeah. it off and we, there'll be no more internet i do think to to kind of like zoom out on on millennials for a second i do think this is what makes us so obnoxious is that we we are the internet people that remember the pre-internet yep. but we yep. also and i think that that gets overemphasized. what's important is that we were on the internet when it still was like really lame yeah. and sucked. Yeah. And we've just brought that crusty internet yeah. into the regular internet. Whereas like the younger generations are getting to experience like kind of from the jump yeah. a better internet. And they're just living that truth. Whereas we're just going to preserve this really dumb yeah. version of it yeah. forever. Well, and it's funny because I agree with that. But it is, it is funny how that the even like kind of i think the youngest generations right now are getting the hyper monetized internet like it's it's gotten oh, worse there was a the, gen z had the perfect little window of you know vine and these beautiful little things that existed that were just like, like ah, it's stupid but there's a lot of it and it's it's all right. good and it's out there we had stupid and very little stuff uh but right. we also had like basically we had internet without any corporations in it yet or whatever we, we had nobody oh, yeah. doing anything on the internet i mean you had the dot-com burst but that was like a different that wasn't content that was like online shopping and and whatever else uh what Dude, millennials no, our, yearn our for internet. the young internet of stupid stuff all over the place right our internet was essentially a dark alley yeah where you see some guy and he's like you want to see a dead body <laughs> and <laughs> And, we're and the like, dead body is in a clown costume. And you're like, yeah, whoa, yeah. that's way funnier than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like he's like, hey, 12-year-old, you want to see a dead body? And you're like, uh, yeah, that'd be sick. And then you go <laughs> see it, and you're like, wow, this won't have any effect on me for the rest of my life. <laughs> Everything's chill. <laughs> I'm not going to – we're not running up some sort of therapy bill for later on this one. Uh, so, yeah. And now, yeah, now the internet's way more cyberpunk and it yeah. still hurts you, but in a more tangible way. Um, 
and less of a just seeing a dead body in the alleyway right. type way. Yeah. Let's talk about today. Yeah. Let's talk about 2024. Where, just in case, you know, this is someone's first episode, uh, who are we and what what's going on with us in mm-hmm. 2024? Mm-hmm. Try to try to not mention that you're a dad. Oh, it, impossible. Uh, but that's oh, fun. Shit. That's a fun oh, thing. Well. No, okay. So without being a dad, I'm an empty vessel and I'm nothing. And I am... <laughs> Uh, yeah, 2020. Well, I, I like getting into this stuff because I think that's what this project is also going to be the bouncing back and forth between the two selves constantly yeah. and sort of taking stock of things. Uh, so, uh, I'll s- it's funny to say this here and not on Space Cats, Peace Turtles. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. we are, uh, so we're, we're Hunter and I are in 2024. We're podcasters full time. Uh, mm-hmm. in 2024, I will move. Uh, and uproot my family from yep. the northwest corner of Arkansas to Minneapolis, Minnesota yes. uh, for some things that will keep me very busy. And maybe I won't give explicit details on yet, but those details will be coming incredibly soon, I think. But right. I uh, will start a kind of new job in Minneapolis that will, I don't know how it will sh- shake out in terms of my weekly schedule and yearly schedule and everything so it's going to be a big question mark of a year uh we are on to new journeys in 2024 uh but yeah. building up to this year i've been podcasting full time for two years two years and then i was working in the film industry before that so i'm a i'm a person who's always wanted to do media stuff and here i am doing media stuff and now i'm gonna also do something different on top of all of that yeah, what it's about you? Be a busy year for you, but yeah, it is um, gonna be stupid busy. But whatever. <laughs> Where are you? Where's Hunter in 2024? So uh, I've been uh, here in Brooklyn, New York, uh, living uh, with three roommates. I'm 34. Uh, I have. <laughs> there's four of us that live here in this apartment in Brooklyn. Um, actually, it's a pretty nice apartment. It is. Um, it's actually, really I, I can't great. really complain. It, it has been a, a pretty good deal. Um, but Matt is moving to Minneapolis, and so because of that, I'm going to uproot my family, and I'm also <laughs> going to move to Minneapolis so that finally we can live in the same dang place. Yeah, it'd be great um, if that was the case. We should do that. It's always been a possibility, but you just lived in such a lame place that yeah. I didn't want to have anything to do with, basically, <laughs> that I was like, no way in heck is there enough tangible benefit. Yeah. For me to want to live in Northwest Arkansas, you again. brought no, it up a number of times you. too. You were like, "What if I? What if I just yeah, move back sometimes. to Arkansas?" And every yeah. time I was like, "Hunter, I think you'd die. I think you might die if you did that." Because every time you have had to be here, you almost died. So maybe yeah. don't, please. <laughs> yeah, it kills me being there. So, so because that's not the situation, I'm uprooting my whole family. Uh-huh. All right, me and Grombus <laughs> and little Jorky are gonna pull up our shorts. And we are going to head out for the big city of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, I'm, you know, and I'm also, a couple things are going to change in my life, which is that I've also been a full-time podcast, all the same things sure, that sure, Matt sure, said. Sure. Although I wasn't in the film industry before I was uh, in worse industry. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to live in Minneapolis and I'm going to not have roommates. Uh, yeah. I'm going to live alone and I'm also going to get cats. So I am going to ascend oh, to my plural final form. already. Oh no! Oh, hunter cats. Well, listen, you're not a cat person, so you don't know this. But actually, um, even though you do have a cat, but you only have one cat. Yep. Uh, 
if you get two cats, it's actually easier than getting one cat. Uh, cat people in the chat can explain this okay. uh, better than I can. Um, but basically, uh, the, they actually, you know what it is? They just play with each other. That's the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And they keep each other occupied. And you need that mm -hmm. um, for some cats. Obviously, Pat wouldn't like it. Pat, Pat wants would, no attention from anybody ever. <laughs> the way your cat works is she would live happier in an abandoned building <laughs> with like... That's where she would really be happy. And she's with okay a, with this. A robot but... that delivers food every three hours. <laughs> Just yeah. a little yeah. a little scoop of food every three hours would be her best yeah. life. That would be her best life. So yeah, that's big, big changes in 2024 for us personally. And yeah. those personal changes are going to reflect, I think, in our work. And there's going to be a lot of professional changes from that. I'm really hoping that uh, because we're both in the same place, that y'all maybe get some good video yeah. out of that. New cool that, stuff maybe the video aspect of this project can sort of flourish a little bit. Yeah. Um, and you're like, OGA doesn't do like video stuff. And it's like, not yet. Yeah. Not yet. It's cause it uh, sucks but, to make videos with two people on a green screen yeah. on webcams. That's not fun or interesting stuff. Uh, so we get to actually maybe make cool stuff again. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Um, also as far as like, yeah, I mean, I guess this is a video game show. So like, Video game wise, I don't. You know where we're at. We've yeah. been doing this show. Right. This is this is what our video game life is 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 doing old gamers almanac. Mm -hmm. um, I've scarcely played things that weren't talked about in some way, shape, or form uh, on the show. Yeah. So I mean, like it's 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 all been for that, and it's been fun to have that. I would like to talk a little bit about where I am at mentally with video games uh, because I feel like this show has been such an interesting project for me specifically as a person who you know didn't experience almost like most of the stuff we've ever talked about on this show and the thing i'm constantly kind of mentally doing is especially trying to investigate genres i just really don't know anything about and stuff i would have uh set aside at all the other parts of my life um and the one that feels the most sort of uh, uh front of mind is uh jrpgs we're, we're in a heyday mm. of jrpgs in in the mid 90s here uh there's really interesting i mean like we said i get to i get to check out final fantasy 6 for the first time ever uh and let that be a further stepping stone on my journey through sort of checking out uh this whole era of games i completely ignored and i've been trying to like open that up into more things in general uh, especially playing right. more japanese stuff i think i just like wasn't playing japanese stuff through all of the 90s and early 2000s basically and it's it's been kind of my personal project to invest a little bit more time into that stuff than anything else uh even if i'm not always even if it's like not my favorite thing i'm trying to get a better understanding of like the the language of those genres as opposed to like, I feel like I know the platforming genre pretty well. And there's platformers I want to play, but I know I know that language and I would like to learn the other languages a bit more right. than I want to invest a whole bunch of time in trying out like all the platformers I've already played a bunch of times or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and this is a fun year for that. Like you said, JRPGs are in full swing. Yeah. Um, I would I would say that they're about to even hit a, a higher pitch with the release of the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, we also still have some like old crusty genres that are like still hanging around like beat em ups, yeah. which are kind of like on the way out. Right. They're going to have like a few more interesting entries here at the tail end, I would say of their era. 
that will be like uh, pretty fun uh, to talk about. <laughs> um, and yeah, a lot of weird Japanese stuff. Um, Sonic 3 comes out this year. Sonic right. and Knuckles comes out this year. Yeah. They released both those in the same year. And it's kind of just, why is it? It's just one game. It should have just been one game, I guess. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so it's, it is going to be fun. I feel like the, the topic is really exciting. And mm-hmm. I am stoked to kind of have this type of focal point. And I'm excited to do this with you. I'm excited for you to learn about all this weird... 1994 stuff yeah um and for you to talk about the things you cared about like donkey kong country donkey kong country we're gonna talk about donkey kong we're gonna talk about donkey kong country and that's gonna mean a lot uh we we said this earlier but i want to reiterate it uh patreon we want you to be a part of this journey uh Mm -hmm. we will at like hunter said we'll have two wheels we'll have the 1990 uh, the 1994 wheel we'll have the 2024 wheel uh but also like get in on the discord uh we have a, a patreon only channel on the discord and I had a ton of fun when we were doing the build up to the Game Boy episode of people mm-hmm. posting their actual Game Boys and copies of the games they had or just reminiscing about the games they wanted. And it was great for the research process of just people shouting out games. It didn't even have to be the thing on the list. The list or the the wheel, I should say, is the stuff where it's like if that gets spun, like we will definitely play that game. But I love that right. just like people sending out their list of like 10 games they think about from that year. And I get to just sort of like poke around and look at them. Uh, it's a right. really great way to look at stuff I maybe would have, you know, glazed over if not for somebody kind of specifically making mention of it. Right. Uh, so please, I encourage people to to shout out uh, stuff they loved from 1994. Uh, just so it sort of uh, is something I've seen before. And then when I see it again later, I can go, oh, yeah. remember someone said they they cared about that i should i should take another look at it yeah um we're actually going to do a patreon post that's going out as this episode goes live Mm -hmm. um that is going to ask uh for patrons to submit their most anticipated games of 1994 yeah most anticipated and and, uh of 2024 um and i promise we will we will talk about all of those of course we'll still probably even talk about some that are just mentioned in the discord yep. and then next week me and matt have our own list of our most anticipated 1994 and 2024 games yep. and we will talk about what was anticipated by magazines right. in 1994 <laughs> and what is anticipated by games journalists today yeah. uh, polygon actually just released their 50 most anticipated <laughs> games of 2024 overdoing it a little bit that's a lot me thinking yeah. uh but it 2024 is interesting because so much hangs in the balance uh-huh. 2024 could be an amazing year for video games or completely lackluster yeah. <laughs> and i love that drama yeah, of yeah like there's a lot of stuff that could come out this year right. that would be like wow yeah this is wildly good right but who knows yeah 2023 we knew zelda was coming and we knew Baldur's gate 3 was coming and then we also got a ton of other great stuff but at the beginning of the right. year we knew we had those two games oh, coming yeah, we out knew it was gonna be huge so yeah. it was already a big year and this year it's like i don't know we got rebirth you got some other cool maybe sounding stuff but who knows if it'll be any you know if it'll be great or not that's that's the question yeah. mark I mean, even if Final Fantasy VII Rebirth is great, that one is for the freaks. Yeah, yeah. That's sure. not, there's no way that is like the a banner pole. game. Yeah. It's literally the second in a series that, like, if you didn't play the first one, you're not going to play the second <laughs> one. It's like that type of series, uh-huh. like the worst type of series in that way. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think, I, I really doubt that, regardless of its quality, that it can, like, represent the year. Right. 
but if the year is really crappy, it might have to. Yeah, it yeah. might have to don the Buster Sword I really and, hope and defend twenty twenty four. Yeah, I'm really hoping yeah. that's the reality we live in. So yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, I just want to say you know thanks so much to everybody that supports the show. Um, to all of the uh, poor Richard's Almanac people. Absolutely. Um, and you know this is going to be an exciting, fun year. Um, I originally. I was thinking about doing a new podcast that was about the PlayStation mm -hmm. day by day uh, as it, you know, because it, it launches in North America next year. Yeah. And after some, like, discussion and back and forth, we realized, like, oh, that would just be kind of a cool thing to try out here yeah. um, and see how it goes. So I'm excited about time traveling with you all. Yeah. That is what I want the show to feel like is we are moving forward in time in the present and we're also moving forward in time in the past in the past so. yeah i want to thank our poor richard's almanac npc aaron anna Trock, billy brendan if then dm anonymous jukebox hero magnanimous teddy's jam for you and zest appeal thank you all for your continued support of this uh silly little project that i hope everyone's excited for the kind of new wave i think we did this we did this uh oga state of direct last you know in, in like the fall or whatever before the game boy thing it was it was our game boy pitch but we sort of said what else we thought 2024 would be and i think it was very uh a mixed bag of ideas when we pitched it then and i hope everyone feels the energy of how much more concrete hunter and i have gotten uh with with kind of the evolution of everything we were saying before and what what we want this to be now uh i am very excited for it because i just yeah. like digging through old magazines and i like the sort of cultural artifact nature of all of this stuff and it's also a way for you know uh the the pressure for the, of the show has always been for me of like can i get the game finished and it feels like this monkey on my back all the time and at least now there's this clear added element of other stuff I can contribute to the conversations mm -hmm. if if the games were difficult for me to get past, especially because we're talking about an era where it's like there's a lot of games in here. I'm just not going to finish because I literally cannot. <laughs> I was right. playing a game that I won't talk about yet, but I was giving it my all to, to do well at this game. And I played it for like two hours and barely got to the second level of the game it was so hard and i was like i have no idea Wait, i don't know what game this i'll is. tell what you about it this? after the thing it doesn't matter no what game is this uh you were sort of calling attention to it earlier it's the ninja warriors uh, a very particular oh. kind of beat-em-up and i discovered that game is hard as shit and i'm very bad at it so uh yeah. i don't know i don't think i'll beat that game because it's so incredibly difficult to play uh for me well, guess what? The other beat em up we're going to play it's is way really harder. Hard too. Yeah. So, uh, no, I think Ninja Warriors is probably harder than yeah. Streets of Rage 3, yeah. but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but that's the thing is, is it's not, this is about the time travel culture aspect yeah. uh, as much as it is about just playing a video game that you like, yeah. you know, like wh whatever. It, it's going to kind of go both ways. Um, the first game that's really going to be our proof of concept is going to be Mega Man X. Yes, definitely. Um, we're going to talk about Mega Man X. It came out in January of 1994. We're going to be talking about it close to its exact 30-year anniversary for yeah. its North American release. Um, and that will be really fun. Next week, though, we are talking about our most anticipated games of 1994 and of 2024. So if you're in the Patreon or if you want to join, um, 
check out that post yep. and throw us your most anticipated. The wheels for both the 1994 and 2024 wheels will go up a little bit later. Yeah. Um, possibly, I think, even maybe beginning of February. Don't worry. You're not miss missing out on much. Yeah. Um, and also, like, we're also beginning a project, so... We're in control here for a little bit before we start <laughs> There's throwing flexibility. in. There's flexibility. Yeah, there, give us the flexibility. Um, and also, you need time because you didn't even know that this is what the new concept of the show was. Right. So you got to look up and remember our rules. We were talking about what constitutes a 1994 release. Yeah. Obviously, a 2024 release is just, did it come out in 2024? It's right. that simple. I don't care. And yeah. also, remakes, remasters, I don't care. That's fine. Anything that comes out in 2024 on any platform for whatever reason, yeah. I'll accept any logic, <laughs> but there must be a logic, right. basically. Yeah, I think we can even start to get a collated list together and just have people adding to it. And so people can like scroll. Once we just have a list of stuff people have mentioned, we'll just have this like huge master list of like, here's every single game being even remotely considered none of it is a guarantee yeah. of it getting played or like covered in depth but it's just like a here's everything someone has said they're excited for yeah all right cool well this is exciting um yeehaw. i'm really stoked uh yeehaw yes that's our new sign off actually you yeah. just did it yeehaw is everybody it yeehaw for huh. you yeehaw for me and for hunter donaldson yeehaw Old Gamer's Almanac is produced by Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson with music by Knight Corey. If you liked our little show, consider giving us a five-star rating or heading over to patreon.com slash oldgamersalmanac.